Today on Locked On Anaheim Ducks, the Ducks make their biggest move of the offseason so far. We'll look at the playoffs a little bit, and we'll talk a little bit of Mighty Ducks Game Changers, all of this on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going? I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for well over a decade, and this show is brought to you by the Locker Room app. Download the app and join me this week, tomorrow, that is Friday, at approximately 6.30 p.m., to get in on the action, Locker Room is changing the way we talk sports. So we've got a lot to get to today, but first, reminder, you can hear this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or the new Odyssey app, which is spelled A-U-D-A-C-Y. Check it out on the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store. That's the Odyssey app. You can follow this show on Twitter at L-O underscore Ducks or follow my personal Twitter at Stimpy JD. All right, so we've got a lot to get to. There was one big move that the Ducks already made that I didn't really talk a whole lot about. In fact, I haven't mentioned this one at all. Maybe just on the Twitter and that's it. But I think this is a significant move because, you know, I have covered the Kings. Like, I've talked about the Kings and the Reign in the past. You know, I've worked several of those games. So to hear this move last week was kind of shocking and kind of a big, big move for the Anaheim Ducks. Um, their biggest move, in my opinion so far, is the fact that the Ducks filled a big role in the front office. They went and picked up Jeff Solomon from the LA Kings. That is a big, big move and kind of a shakeup across Southern California hockey. Jeff Solomon is going to play a massive role as far as salary cap, as far as getting this team in the right direction. Something that he did for the LA Kings just under a decade ago. It's kind of hard to believe, but he's going to be the VP. Yes, you heard that right. He's going to be the VP of Hockey Operations and Assistant General Manager. This after 15 years with the LA Kings. And this is big because Solomon played a big role in the Kings' ability to become like a powerhouse in the Western Conference those three years. 2012, 2013, 2014, where they won the cup, made the conference finals, won the cup again in 2014. He was a big part of that. He was part of that core team that orchestrated the Jeff Carter deal to the LA Kings in 2012. He was a big part of getting Marion Gabryk in 2014. People forget how big of a deal that was at the time because the Kings were already good. But getting Marion Gabryk in 2014... That ended up being a huge deal for the LA Kings and ultimately leading them to their second cup in three years. So that was huge. It, in order for the Kings to let him go, well, <laughs> there, there was a statement that went out um, not that long ago. And I kind of not laughed at this, but I was kind of like, that's, the, that's what they're going to go with. Okay. So here's the statement that was said on Monday. Quote, Jeff has been a key member of our organization for several years. At Jeff's request, we agreed to mutually terminate his employment agreement to allow him to pursue other career opportunities. We appreciate all that Jeff has done for our hockey operations group, and we thank him for his contributions. End quote. Hmm. 
So this is at Jeff Solomon's request. He won out of the Kings. He saw something in the Kings organization that he didn't like or he didn't agree in the direction. Um, just a little, like maybe a slight bit of insider. Um, yeah, it, it sounds like maybe he just didn't completely agree with the direction the Kings are going. Yeah, that that that's possible. I mean, look at the direction the Kings are going. Who are the Kings? I mean, I know I'm talking about the Kings a lot. And I know Sarah Avampato is probably jumping, going, you're talking about the Kings. No, like, in all seriousness, where they're going is still kind of a question mark. Because, yes, they have an aging core. They did get rid of Jeff Carter. And look how well Jeff Carter's done for the Pittsburgh Penguins. All those goals in the playoffs. He had a great finish to the season in Pittsburgh. I know Kings fans are going, why did we trade him? He's still a very good player. Like, what was the point? And you see what happens there. Just in the short term, not a good trade for the Los Angeles Kings, but they were sellers at the deadline. Then I look at some of the other players they have in LA. Dustin Brown, he's getting older. Jonathan Quick, he's certainly getting older. Oh, wow. Even Drew Doughty, he's getting older too. They have an aging core. They're going to stick with that core for the foreseeable future. So let's just see how things go with the Kings now that he's gone. What's going to happen there? I Even I don't know. So, as far as the Ducks are concerned, yes, Bob Murray is still saying it's a retooling, but at this point, it is a reset. It's, it's a rebuilding, not a retooling anymore, considering how far down the Ducks were in the standings, second to last. But because of that, they're guaranteed a top four pick in this year's draft. The worst they could do, the worst, is fourth in the draft. That is not bad at all. Um, another statement, and this one coming from Mike Fuda, who used to work with the LA Kings. He left the Kings last year. Here's what he had to say. Quote, he's as good at that job as anyone I've ever seen. He's meticulous. He's very good at it. He treats the owner's money like it's his own, and he's very, very knowledgeable. It, he was invaluable to the group. End quote. Mike Fuda left in 2020, and now Solomon left in 2021. What is happening with the LA Kings? Are they kind of cheaping out a little bit? I'll let that silence speak for itself without context. Yeah, I don't know where they're going. The, the Ducks, they hit the jackpot. They absolutely hit the jackpot on this because Solomon is going to oversee uh, the VP of hockey, hockey Operations. You know, the 63-year-old is ready to go he's absolutely ready to go with this team and bring the ducks to the level that he thinks they should go and he's familiar with the ducks because they are the crosstown rivals and kind of the same situation as the la kings you know the kings have missed the playoffs the last three years so have the ducks i mean the last big ducks run was in 2017 when they beat the oilers <laughs> and made it to the conference finals against the national predators that's the last big run they had. And now the Kings join the Ducks down there in the cellar. Solomon's going to manage Anaheim's salary cap. And he's going to be the go-to voice when it comes to navigating the league's CBA. He's also going to oversee the team's yearly budget that is spent on player contracts. And he'll handle negotiations on new deals. This coming from the Athletic article by Eric Stevens and Lisa Dillman. So... He's got a 
big task ahead of him, but there's no reason to think that he can pull the Ducks out of this doldrum that they're in right now. And I will talk a little bit more about just like contract stuff and money and salary cap. I'll talk about that after we have this brief word from the locker room. So join me on the locker room on Friday at around 6.30 p.m. Yes, I know there's going to be a hockey game going on. But hey, you could join me during that. It'll be intermission of that game. So join me, Jason Hernandez, on the Locker Room app by downloading it from the iOS app store and find one of our locker rooms. My locker room is at Locked On Ducks. And once again, I'll be on Friday at approximately 6.30 p.m. So join me then to get in on the action. Locker Room is changing the way we talk sports. And I've got a couple loyal fans that like going to the locker room. Uh, Tom, I love having you on. Hope to see you again this week. And one more quick word before we get back to talking about salary caps and whatnot. Let's talk about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the land that comes in several fantastic flavors, including Cherry Barcia, Cookies and Cream, among others. They are packed with protein, at least 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar. They are high fiber, high protein. They are delicious. They taste like a candy bar. They're good for you. Imagine a protein bar being both healthy and delicious. You get the best of both worlds with Built Bar. So go to BuiltBar.com right now. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order of Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the land. And thank you to those of you that have sent me... (laughs) Um, a tweet or in one case a text saying like yeah i'm getting the built bar in fact hold on one second let me get my phone really quick so i i did like getting this text message from uh, my buddy dylan um he's probably gonna hate that i mentioned this on the air but he bought some built bars the other day and he's like yeah buddy he's excited to try them he got the build your own box he got cherry barcia cookies and cream and mint brownie And you know what? He saved 15% on that order. So there you go. All right, that's my little plug for Built Bar. Try them out. In fact, I think the one I'm going to have today is the cookies and cream. That one's good. Not going to lie. All right. So I briefly mentioned the salary cap situation that faces Jeff Solomon. He's going to have a little bit of money to play with this offseason. And here's some of that money, just some of it. Ryan Getzloff's deal is going to be done. That was a cap hit of $8.2 million. Uh, David Backus, he's essentially retiring. That's going to be $4.5 million off the books. You're also going to have another kind of smaller contract. I mean, Denton Heinen's a restricted free agent. We don't know how much he's going to get, but you know we're not going to count that because he might get re-signed by the Ducks. We still don't know. Ryan Miller, he's retiring. That's a million cap hit. So we'll count that one. One million on the cap hit. Carter Rowney. That 1.1 will be taken off the books. He is a UFA after this season. I don't know if he's going to get re-signed or not. The big one. Corey Perry. His buyout gets reduced from 6.6 million to 2 million. So that's another 4.6 off the books. So just from those five players. That is 19.4 million dollars off the books that is nearly nearly a quarter of their salary so they're gonna have a little bit of money to play with 
and Solomon's going to have a little bit of fun, but still at the same time, realize this is a rebuild. That's what this is. And if anybody can bring a team out from a rebuild, it's going to be Solomon. Look at the job he did with the LA Kings back in 2009-2010. I'm going to go back that far because the Kings were kind of in a similar situation where they had a lot of money come off the books, some older contracts came off, and then the Kings started to have some modicum of success. They were starting to win more games. They were starting to come together more as a team and relied on the then young talent. I can't say young anymore. The then young talent of Drew Doughty, Dustin Brown, <laughs> Jonathan Quick. You see where I'm going with this. They were all young. And Andre Kopitar. How can I forget about Andre Kopitar? You know what? Just because I forgot about him before, I'm going to give him some love. Andre Kopitar had a great season with the Kings this year. And he's got an awesome dog named Gustel. So there you go. There's there's the love for Andre Kopitar. But, you know, they were all young, young guys back then in, in 2009-2010. And they decided that they were going to build around that youth core. And look where it got them. It got them two cups. Now look at the Ducks. Let's just compare, shall we? The Ducks have some great young talent on their roster that they're hoping to build around. They don't need to build around Adam Henrique. They could build around Jakob Silverberg, but he's 30 now. So they're going to rely on players like, I don't know, Troy Terry. They're going to rely on Troy Terry a lot. Isaac Lundestrom, Max Jones, Sam Steele, Max Comtois. They need to build around Max Comtois a little bit because he's only 22 and he's still coming into his own. He led the team in goals and points, and he's still getting better. He's the power forward they need. Oh, and by the way, I didn't mention, oh, I, I don't know, some guys named, I don't know, Trevor Zegris and Jamie Drysdale, the two Wunder kids that they're building around. So if I'm Solomon, I'm thinking, man, you know what? I've seen this before. Let's build around this young core and see what happens. So I'm just saying it could happen if there's someone that could do it. It could be Solomon. All right. So I mentioned that there was, oh, AHL playoffs. I'll talk about the AHL playoffs on the next episode, but I'm just going to talk a little bit about the NHL playoffs because they have been frankly hilarious. So what do we have so far? Well, if you watched any of the playoffs um, late Wednesday, you saw what the heck happened to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Tristan Yari did not have himself a good series, letting in an easy goal in Game 5 and then just crapping the bed in Game 6. And believe it or not, the New York Islanders, they finished off the Pittsburgh Penguins, beating them 5-3 to three at Nassau Coliseum, which was rocking good for the Islanders. I mean, I do have some Islanders fans. That place was absolutely rocking. It looked like a blast out there. So the Islanders won it 4-2 to in the series. Oh, I should mention that they're going to play Boston. Boston beat the Washington Capitals. Hmm. Yeah, fans were more than a little happy about that. Just how happy were they? Let's be honest. Tom Wilson was public enemy number one for the Washington Capitals. And he did not get suspended for that vicious hit. He 
did not get suspended for pulling down Artemi Panarin and taking him out for the season. No, he just got a $5,000 fine. So of course, all the fans are saying, we hate the Capitals now. We want them to lose. Well, guess what, fans? You got your wish. Now it's the Islanders versus the Boston Bruins. That's going to be a lot of fun. On the other side of that, I guess, bracket, even though they technically are not going to meet, the Tampa Bay Lightning, they had a good run. They beat the Florida Panthers in six games. That was a good series. The other one, Carolina and Nashville. That could go down to seven games. There's been a little bit of tension between those two teams as well. But Carolina winning game five dramatically in overtime thanks to a captain goal. That was amazing. The big story that I talked about with Sarah Avampato last time was the fact that the Oilers Oilers, they got swept. They got swept by the Winnipeg Jets. Oh my. What's going to happen to Connor McDavid now? What is that team going to look like next year? So yeah, Winnipeg moves on. They're probably going to play Toronto. Toronto is up 3-1 to one in the series against the Habs. It's probably going to be Toronto's series there. But let's face it, the, the Leafs are good. Then we have Colorado sweeping the Blues. And on the other side, this one, um, I can't believe this happened. The Vegas Golden Knights and the Minnesota Wild are tied at three games apiece. That series is going to a Game 7 on Friday. So let, let's see how that one goes. So that's a quick look at the NHL playoffs. We will talk more about the NHL playoffs as they move on. And I mentioned this because um, Sarah Avampato and I, last year, we had our playoff predictions round by round. And we kind of forgot to record it. We did make predictions on round one. And just like last year, all of our round one predictions were exactly the same. So, yeah, there's no competition there. But round two is where we differed a little bit. So Sarah's going to come on once we have all eight, I guess, teams moving on. So she's going to come on and we'll have some rounds two predictions. So we'll see how that goes. All right. Uh, We're going to head into the second intermission. Yeah, we're already there. Let's talk about betonline.ag, your trusted online sports book expert that is right that is the one place that has you covered and the one place we trust sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code locked on to get a 50 percent welcome bonus they have every sport including basketball their playoffs are in full swing how about those lakers tying it up one to one you also have the clippers they're They're not looking good, folks. They're just not. And you also have what's going on in the East Coast. The Milwaukee Bucks are in it. The Brooklyn Nets, they're doing their thing, whatever. But you have basketball playoffs. You have MLB in full swing. And you have the NHL playoffs. So once again, go to betonline.ag. Use promo code LOCKEDON to get a 50% welcome bonus. Once again, that is betonline.ag the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network, and please gamble responsibly. Coming up after the break, we're going to talk about some Mighty Ducks game changers. We'll get to that on the other side. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network 
you're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. And once again, this show is brought to you by the Locker Room app. Download it today on the iOS store and join me Friday night to talk about all things Ducks, goals, and maybe a little bit of Mighty Ducks talk. And the reason I'm bringing this up, and I haven't talked about this in a while, is Friday is going to be episode 10 of Mighty Ducks Game Changers. In fact, it is the season finale of Mighty Ducks Game Changers. So any and all podcasters, whoever wants to talk about it, hit me up. Let me know that you want to talk about it. We'll probably talk about the series as a whole either next week or the week after that. But we will talk about this. So, so far, I'm only going to talk maybe up to episode 8 because I know most people by now have at least seen the first few episodes or have gotten up to the big, yeah, the, the big reunion. That was fun to watch, seeing Gordon Bombay back with some of the old gang. You know, Averman came back. And Connie Moreau and Guy Germain, they came back. Kenny Wu came back. But the big one, Fulton Reed, you know, leaving a crack in Coach Bombay's car scene. And the cake eater, of course. The cake eater, Adam Banks, he's back too. But seeing them all on the Ducks Gala that took place, you know, that was kind of a turning point in the series. Because that really made Coach Bombay realize, you know what? I still love hockey. So, yeah. Coach Bombay has come around a lot more and something that I've alluded to in the past by saying the Ducks are the antagonist, not the protagonist, which is true. I'm starting to slowly see why people are saying that the Ducks are simply the bad guys. I'm still not going to say that yet. I'm still not completely convinced that they are, quote, the bad guys, unquote, because you know, the, the series is called The Mighty Ducks 1, 2. You think there's going to be some kind of redemption story coming as far as the Ducks are concerned. 3. Maybe there's a backstory as to why the Ducks became who they are. There's got to be a little bit more to the story than we think. So I look forward to seeing the last episode. I mean, I have seen every episode up until now. I'm not going to spoil what happened the last episode, episode 9, or even before that, episode 8. But knowing that the players are coming together, all these skills, all the skill sets are finally coming forward in a good way. The captain, or I guess quote-unquote Captain Evan Morrow, is really coming into his own, um, even getting an invite back with the Ducks. That's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah. So Evan Morrow, looking like the strong player. Of course, Sophie being the big superstar player that she is. She's playing a big part. But even the two other roles, and got to give it up, Koob, the goaltender, starting to realize, hey, you know what? Maybe I could do this. I have the quick hands and starting to get the quick feet. So he's starting to become the elite goalie that the Don't Bothers needed. And I still love all the jerseys they've been showing. The Don't Bothers jerseys, the kind of University of Minnesota vibe style jerseys. Those are always really cool. So I look forward to seeing the finale of Mighty Ducks Game Changers. Once again, that's on Disney+. Plus. And once I get more people to talk about it that will have seen the whole series, it's really hard not to spoil everything that's happening in this series. Really, really hard. And I'm trying my best. But I'm just saying, it's worth checking out on Disney+. Plus. So we're just going to end on kind of like that funsy little note. But check it out. See if the Don't Bothers 
can make it all the way to states possibly. See if they can do that. Or if nothing else, see if they can gain the respect of their rivals, the Mighty Ducks. All right, that's going to do it for today. Be sure to listen to this podcast on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Stitcher. Definitely check us out on Spotify. Spotify has been working great. So if you haven't gotten on Spotify yet, get on Spotify and follow us through there. Or follow us through the new Odyssey app, which is A-U-D-A-C-Y. Make sure to check out Locked On NHL, also on the Locked On Podcast Network. You could follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. You could follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. Uh, if you want to drop an email, LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to check me out on the Locker Room app, which you could download on the iOS store. And check me out on there Friday night at approximately 6.30 p.m., We'll talk a lot of hockey stuff. We'll have some fun there. So once again, download that at the iOS store. Thank you all so much for listening. It is greatly appreciated for Locked On Anaheim Ducks. I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please continue practicing social distancing, wear a mask, get vaccinated. Please be kind to one another and ducks fly together. (laughs) 